0: Livi I believe Father Rocco thought of me to prepare something on Brocero because I was born in Argentina and therefore as such I am supposed to be familiar with who Brocero was. You would also think so if you would come to the bishop's house in Manzini because you will find two things, a stole with Brocero's image and a book issued after his beatification in Argentina. Both are gifts I received from the Bishop of that area when we happened to meet in Rome. Some years ago, at the time of his beatification, I came to know him a bit better, but that was all. Father Rogo's invitation gave me a chance to look for material and know him a bit better. Do not take me as an expert and if you are interested, double check what I say to make sure I got it right. I'm sharing with you my personal reactions to what I have read and heard. I won't be going into too many details, but I think it is important that we place Brocero in time. We are talking about a priest who lived about 200 years ago. He was born, I think, in 1820 and ordained in 1846. He was coming from a rural area, not from town. In fact, he went to town, to Cordoba City, when he joined the seminary, being 16 years old. By the end of his formation, Broccero wonders if he would make it, he wonders if he would be able to be a good priest. He is doing a retreat and shares this question with the priest. His main concern was that he feels he is not intellectually good as the priest around him. He sees how much they know and how well they talk. The priest answers his doubts by quoting Paul in the 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with any brilliance of oratory or wise arguments to announce to you the mystery of God. He then tells him, you won't convert a person with clever words, but with holiness. Look forward to being a saint. That is what will help the people receive God's grace. I guess that sounds familiar to us, having grown up in our consulata family with the famous first saints, then missionaries. Procero carried it in his heart all his life. Now, in his passion towards the personal conversion of the people entrusted to him as a parish priest, Rochero chose to offer them the spiritual exercises of Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Initially, he would take the people of his parish on a long trip to Cordoba City, but later on, Rochero decided to build himself a centre nearby for the people to attend. This to me is amazing. Not sure how many of us have ever gone through the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. I had planned to do so in the last few years, but my plans were postponed for different reasons. How many of us would think of offering the people something like that? And 200 years ago, how many would think that people could afford them? Prochero did. And this reveals an amazing creativity in his pastoral work as he looked forward to helping the people in their journey of conversion and holiness what at that time would have been done through intense mission days in the area it was done through these spiritual exercises though he offered them to everyone it was probably the poorest among his people the ones who better answer to his call. It reminds us about what Paul tells the Corinthians. See who has been called. I remember a question I once read somewhere. When you are appointed to a parish, what do you expect from the people? I guess some might answer quickly that they may come for mass regularly and contribute financially. Maybe some have deep, deeper expectations. I think Broccero expected them to take a journey of conversion, a personal journey of conversion. The question is what this means. I would, I would point to images. It was not a static conversion or a static holiness. The conversion he had in mind looked forward to the people standing up and taking their place in the Church, making them protagonists of their own life and faith. The second is, the context in which he worked was a context of faith, probably a context of baptized people, but we are talking about a more traditional faith, which was passed from parents to children. Rochero wanted them to develop a more mature faith that is clearly seen by choosing the spiritual exercises as the tool. He wanted them to have a faith which does not tolerate half-ways. It is expressed in that prayer of the spiritual exercises, Lord, give me the grace that I know you more intimately and that by knowing you, I might love you and follow you. He wanted them to be able to think and work like Jesus so that they could make Jesus same options and love as Jesus loved. So this also puts questions to us. What do we expect from the people entrusted to us? But also How do we form our people, not just by making them know their faith better, a kind of having the answers to all the questions, but in such a way that we too call them to conversion so that they can stand up and take their place in church? How can we do that? And in this context of COVID-19, how do we see the future? Are we waiting for the pandemic to be controlled, thinking that we can just go back to what we used to do? Or are we wondering, thinking, preparing new ways for the new normal? Broccero seems to come out of the usual ways of doing this pastoral work. Now, what was Broccero preaching about? The first element was God's love manifested in creation. And this is interesting, 200 years ago, interesting to us when we are celebrating nearly six years of Pope Francis Laudato Si. He would say, God loved man from eternity and placed the eyes of his love and his prediction on him because He created this vast universe for man to magnify him, to exalt him. But the second element was the centrality of Jesus Christ. The question here would then be which Jesus did he preach? He preached the one who became flesh. This was the central element of his preaching. He said, The Son of God made man, took the appearance of a slave, to cry as a man, as I cry, to suffer persecution as a man, as any of you can suffer, to suffer hunger, thirst, sadness, to experience the scorn of vanity, the indifference of pride, the mockery of impiety, to suffer in his person All that man should have suffered so that man might experience the riches of his mercy and the sweetness of his love. The Son of Man appeared among us, made man, to assimilate himself perfectly to man so that man could become God and could participate in his infinite love. The other image would use is the one of the suffering good shepherd. It is said he would preach about it in such a way that tears would fall from the eyes of those who were listening to him. They could see what he was preaching. He would put these words in Jesus' mouth. I can show you my feet tired from so many trips looking for you, my sore hands for blessing you, my head pierced with thorns for giving you the keys of peace, my open side for welcoming you and putting you in my heart. Rochero had a style of talking, of addressing the people that was very much familiar to them, and that was what made his preaching really touch their lives. Another one, another center of his preaching was the Eucharist, As the miracle of God's love. It does not matter all the evils that we have been able to do to the Incarnate Son of God because then, because it is precisely then when His love increases, is invigorated, becomes gigantic, overflows everywhere and bursts, if I can express myself that way. And then, God performs a miracle of love. He institutes the Eucharist because the consecrated host is a miracle of love. It is a wonder of love and it is the most complete proof of his infinite love towards me, towards you, towards man. Procero preaches a historical Jesus, the Son of God made man, not afraid of loving us, until the end. I guess that having put the question to Brocero it is then put to each one of us. We might have never thought about it but there are in our preaching some elements we constantly underline because they are important for us. I remember that as seminarians in philosophy we used to joke about our formator saying, We have heard this before. We already know that story that he's going to say. True, we all repeat ourselves. At the same time, in that repeating ourselves, there might be an image of Jesus we follow, we treasure, we want to share with the people. We see it in others, like we see it in Brocero. We talk about prosperity churches because that is the God they proclaim. In the USA you hear the issue of being pro-life, but in a number of cases it is being reduced to abortion and ignoring completely the reality of death penalty, refugees, the dignity of the black community and so on. So, which Jesus do you preach? Finally, when I was in Pemba in Mozambique in December. Bishop Louis, the Bishop of Pemba, gave me a Good Shepherd carved by the Makua people. The image is not unusual, but it suddenly struck me. It is Jesus carrying one sheep on his shoulders. And I have it on the altar. And every time I am in the chapel and I pray in front of this, this image, I ask myself, Who is that sheep today in my life? Who am I carrying today? One gets the feeling that Bruchero always had this personal relationship with the people and he never put any limit to his dedication to them. He never put any limit in his carrying them on his shoulder. There are many funny stories if they are true funny at least in the way that they are being told. One of them is that he was asked to go and pray for someone extremely sick and he had to cross a river and he was told that it was dangerous because the river was too high to be crossed. So, he had a mule, so he put the mule ahead of him, in front of him and allowed the mule to start crossing crossing the river and grabbed the tail of the, of the mule, saying, the devil will not take that soul from me. Recently ordained, or in his first years, he was called to visit someone sick. He walked for a very, very long time, it was a very long distance, and arriving there, he found a man on the floor, thin, very thin, and dying. It was, he later came to know, it was his first experience of cholera. That cholera that would cause 2,000 deaths in the area. brocero never left the place during the time of cholera and was close to everyone, no matter what. There is then the famous story of a leper who did not accept his illness, who blasphemed and chased away with very bad manners anyone who approached him. Only Brocero could approach him. He would go to see him, he would look after him, he would put him to bed, feed him, wash him and drink, you know that national drink we have, mate with the pipe, he would drink mate with him. It is probably that contact with this patient, the way in which he himself contracted the disease. He became himself, the good shepherd who embraced the cross so that people may have fullness of life. Honestly, I tend to believe that in the midst of COVID-19 he would challenge all the precautions and protocols Issues by governments and bishops like me, and sit close to those that are being diagnosed positive, grabbing their hands and praying with them. He would go to visit them at home and cleaning the place. One final brief story, which is also caring for those that were suffering, but from a completely different angle. An interesting event being shared about him is that he also pleaded for the pardon of a dozen of prisoners which was, that could be granted, I think, on the first day of a year. But he didn't succeed. So, he wrote to the prisoners saying, a dozen prisoners who can be graced on January the 1st, is what scares and scandalizes certain people in Córdoba. But they are not scandalized that more than 10,000 prisoners have not concluded the summary within the three months that the law mandates. I would like to conclude with a statement from the Bishop's Conference in Argentina in a letter addressed to the priest on the occasion of Brocero's beatification. This was uh, on the 20th of April, 2013. They wrote, For Brocero, being a parish priest and being a missionary have been the same reality. He simply lived the essential missionary dimension of the priestly ministry. This apostolic ardor challenges us. Today, we long for a strong shock for our church to uninstall us and make us missionaries. We need each Christian community to become a powerful center for radiating the life of Christ. It touched me because I remember the times when Talking with some of our confreres around the world some years ago, they felt that Consolata missionaries should be free from parishes because parishes do not allow us the freedom to be fully missionaries. For Brocero, 200 years ago, that was certainly not a problem. For him, being a parish priest and being a missionary were the same reality.